and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Britcast. Glad you're with us here. First Brad and Britcast of this week. Folks who are live with us know that uh, we waited until after the uh, one o'clock Eastern hearing, the final one by the January 6th committee, so that uh, we could understand just exactly what happened on that day. And b- because as far as I'm concerned, and I know this, I know this because I watched Fox News right afterwards to get their instant yeah. analysis. Nothing to see, nothing new. Oh, a little Hope Hicks, but that's about it. And uh, nothing, nothing to worry about. They got nothing on Trump because of what is known as the Brandenburg exception. Brandenburg was a famous case that really upped the level by which you have to prove connections to to violence and and things of of that sort. And uh, formerly respected and now completely fucking up his reputation, Professor Jonathan Turley wanted me to know, a Fox viewer on Monday afternoon, that they got nothing on Trump. How could you possibly connect Donald Trump to the violence? So this is the this is the Fox can't take. Do it. Can't do it. Nothing was there. Nothing. This, nothing this is the Fox News take. The Brandenburg yes, exception is. saves Donald Trump's yes. ass. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It is. Interesting. Yes, it is. And and by the way, you're not hearing that from any literally anyone else. No one else is saying that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they, they go to him first. And and by the way, I'm looking right now, right now at foxnews.com. And the top story is how the Justice Department allegedly targeted top news and social media executives after the Hunter Biden. That's right. Even on Monday afternoon, the Hunter Biden story leads. And then below that, below that is... Trump referred to DOJ for criminal prosecution by so the, the, the biggest story on Fox is the Twitter files, the Twitter yes. files and what, yeah, that's the hugest, yep, biggest thing. And we need to have 15 committees on that. So, so this whole thing that, Oh, well, uh, uh, Fox news, Rupert Murdoch has turned on Trump. Bullshit. They are, mm. they are playing it close to the vest. They can say whatever they want publicly in editorials in newspapers that hardly anybody ever sees the wall street journal or the the new york post that don't affect public opinion they can do that all they want but on their tv network and on their website they're still making sure that if don is the man they're still going to be on board with it they're just well, they're, hedging they're, their bets there's an interesting two-step there's actually kind of an interesting two-step because they do have to kind of continue to blow dissenters they really have to and and really push him toward right. their audience of course but they still do they still do have to kind of stroke and give a little pat on the back to donald trump over here so it is kind of a thing that they're working well it's it's the um television network version of someone who's a Republican being asked if they support Donald Trump or believe that he won the election, they give a non-answer. And then would you still vote for him if he was the nominee? Well, yes, I would support my party. That's, that's this version of that on a, on a larger scale. The, the way before we, it. before we dig into the January 6th committee's criminal referral, uh, 
it's kind of it's kind of great to see all of the people on the NFT story from last week who are just I'm done with him. I can't this huge announcement and it's his fucking trading cards. And then you get people like Bannon who go, you know, whoever was involved with this ought to be fired. Uh, he was involved in it. It's him. There's not this this great bunch of backroom pulling right. levers on this fucker. It's his right. shit. Did you read the lead story today in the Washington Post? They went and talked to about 25 people, most of whom, of course, wouldn't tell you who they were, about how Trump has been the last two years, what it's been like. And I'm, I don't mean to brag, but <laughs> this is the elongated version, this story, of my prediction that at some point, and I made this prediction at least five years ago, that this would end with Trump being alone in a room yeah. with a phone in one hand and a remote control for his TV in the other. That's essentially what he is at Mar-a-Lago. He is by himself. He has no one around him, really. And he certainly has next to no one to ever say, bad idea, you might not want to do this. But he, he's got nothing. He's no. got nothing. He's just no. a guy in Florida in a big place. And I mean, this is, this is a, like a bad, bad TV drama. Apparently, he throughout the day, he, he fucks around. He plays golf every day. For all I know, he was playing golf during the January 6th hearing on Monday. Who knows? He might have been out on the golf course. And after five or six o'clock, after he's come back home, whatever home is there, he puts on a suit and he goes downstairs to rapturous applause by people who, of course, paid to be a part of Mar-a-Lago, or if there's a wedding or some other kind of event, he will crash it. Remember the video we used to always see of him crashing people's weddings, and they would all pretend this, this is, is the great. greatest thing ever. Can I have a yeah. selfie with so you, sir? Good, man. This, it, it's, it is such a sad, pathetic piece about a guy who just, you talk about not being able to give it up, you're talking about being the attention hog that we know he is. It's all there. It's all true. R rule number one, everything you ever think about Trump sucking is not nearly as bad as the actuality of the suck. It's that's always like one of, That's like one of the most uh, like uh, withering criticisms on Fox. Be like, I think the president's just taking some bad advice from people. Yeah. That, you know, you just say, no, it's just all him. It's no. him. Yeah. <laughs> These are the uh, four... Uh, charges that are being referred to the Justice Department by the January 6th committee, inciting or assisting an insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, conspiracy to, to fraud the United States, and conspiracy to make a false statement. That's what's going to be referred to the Justice Department for prosecution. I didn't hear none of that. <laughs> well, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, the the executive summary of the report was like 160 pages is what i just heard from one reporter mm -hmm. uh, like the executive summary of it so it's it's fairly you know comprehensive i believe would be I'm the sure word i would is. use oh I'm, I'm i'm sure it is now um you know they didn't they didn't get that detailed on anybody else besides trump but they did make make it very very clear that the, uh, the Rudy Giuliani's of the world, the John Eastman's of the world. His name did seem to get mentioned several different times. And 
boy, uh, if I had a child who was applying to law school, I'd like them to go to the Chapman University School of Law out there in California, where John Eastman was a was a professor. Uh, That's what a whiz, what a whiz he is. Constitutional law one hundred and one. Yeah, um, but so so you know, Mark Meadows and. I assume they're all going to get re- referred in, 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 in some way or another. And so basically, and I, I don't want to compare this to the uh, end of a particular football game on Sunday in the uh, NFL where an errant pass was thrown allegedly to a teammate. Instead, it was intercepted by the uh, LA Raiders for a touchdown. And that's not going to happen here. The, the January 6th committee is not throwing some desperate backwards pass at no. the end of the game, no. hoping hoping to uh, pull out some kind of a victory. They have a solid case. They've laid out a lot of evidence, and it's assumed that whatever evidence that we saw is a fraction of what the Justice Department has been able to and is able to squeeze out of uh, some of these folks, including... I like this. Did you catch the uh, four members of Congress who are getting tagged here? Four Republican yeah. members of Congress. Yes. Who are getting, yes. I, yeah. Um, these are for ethics yeah. investigations. These are for ethics violations. Right. And, and uh, again, I, I'm, I'm just uh, talking off the top of my head here because I think what I heard was that they're going to be referred to the House Ethics Committee. Well, right. the House Ethics Committee in its current iteration has what about two weeks left yeah and i don't think that they're going to be able to or will be taking any kind of actual action you can't do no. anything in in two weeks like this so mm. then when it switches over to right. republican control all four of those uh congress people who assumedly are still in congress although i don't know maybe one of them is that 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 shit no, no. face mo it's- brooks it's a, one, of, one of the people who will be referred is Jim Jordan, who will be the incoming chairman of the right. Judiciary Committee. Right, right. So so uh, clearly what will happen is, you know, the uh, House Ethics Committee will drop whatever recommendation has been yeah. uh, thrown their way right now and say, you know, nothing to see. These people did nothing wrong. Uh, we don't find any ethical violence. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll whitewash it and sweep it under whatever rug there is but that in and of itself is the public indictment of the republicans who aided and abetted remember that phrase was used several times today in the charges against trump and uh, aiding and abetting isn't just about donald trump it's about that guy from pennsylvania that scott perry I mean, I think he's in a whole heap of trouble. Um, <laughs> you sound like the Disney narrator for those animal films back in the day. Yeah. That little feller's in a heap of trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that on, on the whole, and, and I was thinking of this. Um, there's going to be a point where this comes to at least a, a, a legal end. For instance, during Watergate, there was a point after Nixon resigned that there were more trials and more people went to jail and the rest. Yeah. And by by 1976 or so, yeah. 
that that was kind of it. And then Watergate would be written about in history books. It really was part of our history. And there was not a problem with competing versions of Watergate and of Nixon at that point. It was pretty much consensus, even though there were people who, of course, supported Nixon and they still support. But the history books are pretty unanimous that he was guilty. We, we all know the story and we know about the Republicans who went down there and told him you're dead meat. And he resigned. You gotta you know, go. There, yeah. there is an accepted narrative of Watergate. With this, there will be no accepted narrative of what happened ever. And I believe that at some point we will be talking about history books that will be written from the Trump point of view that children in states, oh, let's pick some, Florida, Texas, Texas. they will be reading a different version of history. They will be reading the Fox News version of the victim Trump, well, that's the what victim bothers of me. January 6th, Donald Trump. That's that's part of this this current narrative or current system that we're in where each everybody can have an opinion and all of those opinions have equal weight. Well, Britt, if, if I can boil it down to a, a phrase, I, I think you'll remember where you heard this first. Good people on both sides. <laughs> there are there, some there, people. There will be the good people on both sides version of this. Yeah. And. We've already had textbook wars going on for decades in this country. And I would just like Texas, Texas is the largest market for for school textbooks. And a lot of them are written and and published through some fairly nefarious, very biased uh, uh, folks who do try to change the the uh, history certainly the recent history so people, some people uh, and I'm, I'm trying i'm looking for that there, there will be a day when that's going to come it's it, we're too i know we're too soon on that but i'm trying to think about yeah. how this is all going to play no matter some how people happens. believe that people were enslaved and brought here from africa some people think that people just jumped on their ships because they wanted a new start i mean those are both equal points of view and should be honored and if you don't honor that second thing that i said you're a piece of shit and, and you're not being fair to me uh, right. Speaking of which, the narrative they did release in the report about the weapons that were seized because some people. Bert, Fox, there were no weapons. No, well, there were no guns and no weapons. What are you, crazy? It's documented. Uh, 242 canisters of pepper spray, 269 knives weapon. or blades. Not weapons. 18 brass knuckles, 18 tasers, six pieces of body armor, three gas masks, 30 batons, yeah. and a partridge. Also, 17 miscellaneous items like scissors, needles, or screwdrivers. Other than that, not much. No weapons. No weapons. <laughs> no, it's it's. Isn't that the isn't that the current Marjorie Taylor Greene? If we would have done it, it would have been successful, and we would have had a lot of guns, and we would have made this thing happen. Right. No, actually, though, it does make a great case for gun control because the reason that there there weren't there wasn't a you know an AK-47 in everybody's hands that was part of it was that you know they left them all in Virginia and in Maryland right in warehouses and hotels and all that because they were afraid to break the gun laws they thought somehow that all those weapons that you just listed that that be no problem 
not a problem. If you kill a police officer with uh, his his own taser after you've beaten him senseless, that's not a problem because you didn't use a gun. (laughs) Right? I can't believe that that's an exception, but yeah, I think well, you're. I think that is the current. Again, the word narrative being used a lot. The word historic and unprecedented was also used a lot today, as they talk about these criminal referrals because it is unprecedented. Yeah. I I like the uh, the organization of this last meeting on Monday, where they essentially broke up a statement that that theoretically could have been made by just one of them, and they let all nine members speak and they let the law professor jamie raskin have the last word and let him read off the the uh you know the 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 charges the referrals that they're making directly to the justice department and which statutes they believe primarily that trump uh was guilty of violating i thought that was uh really really well done um and we did have a, a, a couple of uh, new faces, new faces for 2022 uh, here late in the year for the fall season. They're now eligible for the uh, Emmys coming up in 23. You had Hope Hicks and Kellyanne Conway making their first video appearances, both just looking smart, looking quaffed as, as good as you can uh, ever recall. Less than a week before Christmas, they were doing great. Uh, the other people that will be referred for ethics, one of them is the guy who's not going to be the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, also being referred to the committee uh, for ethics violations. I don't know. In a, in a perverse world, that's a that's a help to him. It does. It does because help. Remember, yeah. right, because remember, the, a lot of the outliers who refuse to vote for him are the biggest insurrectionist, election-denying pieces of shit. And hey... Kevin McCarthy, he's one of us. He wouldn't cooperate with, and I'm. I hope I'm not correct about that. But in the uh, catty wampus world of Republican politics, maybe that is a badge of courage. I welcome their scorn, kind of. But yeah, that might swing the uh, the crazy asses in the uh, Freedom Caucus to to go over for him. Scott Perry of Pennsylvania is another one, and. I think this guy gets my votes for biggest asshole in the house, and that's Andy Biggs from Arizona. To me, oh, currently, boy. he's the biggest asshole in the house. Now he's the one with like the seven brothers and sisters who think he's crazy, and that's the one. Him. Yeah, that's the guy. Wow. And who's the fourth one? Do you have the fourth one? Yeah, it was. It's McCarthy, Jordan, Perry, and Biggs. Okay. Those are I, your four. I have trouble counting to four sometimes. <laughs> it's oh, okay. it's I didn't have. My, wait a minute. Hold on. I I do have a calculator. Do have that, that does add up to four. You're just going to have to trust me on that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I can't be sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word. Take your word so do you think? Um, do you think Trump was playing golf through the midday, or do you think he was watching? Because there is a uh, the lead piece today in the Washington Post is about the way Trump has spent his time for That's for funny. real. Yeah. The last two years, basically, as I like to say, just sitting around seething. Yeah, I I, I did this. Some of what are you doing, Brett? I'm just sitting around seething. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> okay, but it, it it talks about how people in general, first they don't want to be around him because he can explode like a crazy guy. 
at, at any moment. And he's been unable to get used to the fact that he didn't have a group of people waiting on him hand and foot like he did when he was president. They even drill down to the, the problem of him not being able to just push a button and have a Diet Coke Oh, delivered to him within 15 seconds doesn't have that anymore it's a problem it's a problem so he's just mad you know all the time he's just angry at, at, at everything all the time and uh yuck but he's just, got these just, he's got these great business ideas like these nfts and stuff i don't understand he's how not, he's he's very very busy he's got, uh, no, ideas. He's got no ideas you know, you know I, I was also, I was talking to, to my wife, I was, you know, um, the baby Baron is no longer a baby, right? Oh, like no. 15, looks, 16, and he, you know, he's yeah. about six foot ten. He's huge, yeah. Right, big guy. And so at that age, you're old enough to know what's going on in the world. You really are. And so, so Jane says, well, you think he knows about all the affairs and the best sex I ever had New York post cover and all that about, because would they let him see? It? I said, you first, he's a kid. He's 15. They know how to find everything. You can't hide anything. Does he have a him. phone? If he's got a phone, he's right. able to find anything in the world. Right. Of course. You have a computer. Yes. Yes. So, um, that, that that's just kind of a, kind of a sideline. I'm assuming that Baron is going to outlive his father. I'm assuming this. Okay. I certainly hope so. Um, and you know, there will be a, a a a point where we we get to know more about about him. It's almost as if uh, we do need some British tabloids to dig in and ruin See? his life, and as for our own entertainment, right? We See, do. there you go. See, if you just watch the Harry and Meghan thing, you could learn so much. I was under so much pressure to start watching it this weekend. I'll tell you this, you know, and, and wait, and then I, then I talked to my stupid ass older brother in California. Oh. He says, Oh, we've watched a couple of, no, I don't want to, don't do that. <laughs> don't you, do that. You, I, I learned things about British colonialism that I never knew that I oh, never you, had any idea about. Stop it. Representative yeah, Zoe, yeah. representative Zoe Lofgren uh, said that the uh, president, the former president used prolific fundraising based on his false claims of voter fraud in concerning ways. Some of that money was used to provide or offer employment to witnesses, according yeah, I, to Zoe Lofgren. I, I, I remember hearing it, and, and of course, she didn't get specific. But um, remember, the uh, mafia Don method of communication that Trump uses or used, I assume he still used it, where he never directly says anything Um you know, it, it'd be a shame if you didn't get that job as my executive assistant for $800,000 a year. That would be a horrible thing. And that would turn, well, you can't prove that he offered her the job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that kind of crazy, that kind of crazy. But, but what she was alluding to, obviously, was something more explicit than that. And I guess Trump thinks that if a job offer is dangled towards a witness by a third party, that that's not witness tampering, right? What, that's cool. I'm, I just want to know what yeah. what fucking jobs can they offer people? Right. Are you, you're going to be in charge of my brand new trading card division. I'm going to give that to you. What? 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 What, what the fuck? The, the Washington Post piece talks about some. Her name is Wendy Chung or something like that, and uh, she's 30 years old, and apparently she's the one. 
that just follows him around like a like a, a puppy, like that's a puppy it. follows you through the house. That, that's his body person. I don't think that you call her that anymore. I don't think that she does that kind of stuff. But just in general, it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. They're it's they're frequently called uh, personal assistants, but they used to be called a body man. For example, former Duke University basketball player Reggie Love for a couple of years in the White House right. was Obama's body man. Well, but see, that's when you have a normal person. <laughs> You can you can use that phrase and yeah, nobody yeah. questions it. All right, understood. With its Trump, you can't be Trump's body man. That is, that, think of that. That is the worst idea that's ever come through my head. And you obviously understand how horrendous it might be. What are you? I'm Donald Trump's body man. Well, you didn't do a very good job. Look at that body, right? Oh, that. uh, that's funny. Unwilling to accept the reality of November 2020, the election loss to President Biden, Trump resisted efforts to plan for his post-presidential life, according to people close to him. The yeah. result was a delayed, chaotic, and little thought-out process sure. that many around Trump believe set the stage for troubles to come. Wait a minute. There wasn't forethought? Hang on. He's just pulling this out of his ass? He's improving everything? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. By the way, and the piece talks about the fact that there are like a hundred boxes of stuff. Yeah, they didn't know where it was going to go, and they end up renting. Uh, uh, th- this was triple chutzpah because Mike Pence, what was he going to do? He ended up uh, renting some office space in I don't know Tyson's Corner or Fairfax, Virginia. You know that that area around the Beltway. Yeah, and he got some office space in a in an office building. And Trump, his people, or he himself, actually had the balls, the nerve, to call up Pence and ask if they could use some of his space. Oh, my God. After he tried to kill him. Yes. Yes. After you tried. Th- yes. I believe the term chutzpah yeah. from your people yeah. might, uh, might apply. Uh, chutzpah just jumped off the Empire State <laughs> Building, done morning part of this. <laughs> and, and by the way, irony, irony just bought a gun and blew its own head off. <laughs> Which would be ironic. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, he called up Pence and asked if I could use some of your space. That is fantastic. Yeah, well, because you know, they're buddies, always will be. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the timeline is going to be. Nobody knows, but um, there are going to be indictments. I don't think there's any doubt about the fact that. You know, lead special prosecutor, Mr. Smith, who went to Washington, yeah, uh, was was not brought in to look at everything and say, I have nothing to see. Uh, let's break this up. Nothing. No, that, we're, we're way past that. Do you know who received and, an Academy Award nomination for Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Not Mr. And, Smith, not Henry Fonda. In fact, he, he I believe he won the award. The great cowboy legend, Harry Carey. For being oh. the uh, for being the guy in the Senate who kind of runs the show, he won an Academy Award for Best Supporting for that Frank oh, Capra film. Yeah. So if it goes through, and it goes as you point out, there's going to be indictments, and that will lead to trials. I mean, the trials are going to be just the the attention that that's going to get is going to be again the word unprecedented has just been trod out and it, it is useless at this point but it is something that we've not really seen before well i think that the biggest question of course 
what we we saw on on Monday only dealt I can't believe I'm using the word only but hear me out it only dealt with everything having to do with the election and Trump's plotting even ahead of the election to declare victory no matter what and then we'll figure it out kind of stuff and then everything that happened in between the election and um, middle of December, then up to January 6th, and then up to the uh, peaceful transfer of power that uh, ended up barely being achieved, but it did happen, and the center kind of held. But that, And that's what they were dealing with. Mr. Smith has two balls to juggle. He's got that one with the criminal referrals that were put his way on on monday but he has the documents case down in mar-a-lago the pilfering of national secrets the lying about that the justice department gave him every chance every opportunity to come clean and he never did and he kept lying and he lies to this very moment and he's claiming victimhood and it was a witch and and, and that apparently is actually a cleaner, easier case to prosecute Trump on than everything having to do with January 6th. And I know, just think, wait, are you kidding? Well, I'm not kidding. And I reject this idea of, well, if if Smith makes the decision that they are going to go after him on Jan- on, on the, uh, the documents, the top secret or the non-top secret documents they had no business yanking out of the White House and, and, and taking with him for whatever reasons we don't know yet. Uh, if he decides that, that they can get him on this, that there is no defense, you got no defense on, on this one. Not that we think he has a defense for January 6th, but it's still a bit more tricky to prove conspiracy and, and, and things of that sort, even though, you know, to a normal person, what you saw happen on January 6th should have been enough for Trump to be hauled off and, you know, drop from uh, the top of Mount Everest just there. But uh, we have a legal system and we're not Peru and uh, we're, we're not German. We're not, we don't have quick justice in this country. If he makes that decision, is there going to be some form of disappointment by people like us who've had it in for Trump? And, and my answer is no, no. Uh, were, were, were people disappointed forever that they only got Al Capone on tax evasion and threw him into jail forever? They had a perfect case against him on that. That was obviously the easier thing to get him on. Sure. And that's what they got him on. Sure. And if they decline to go all in on all of these referrals, which I don't think that's going to happen. But if they did do that and said, all right, first we're going to go all in to get him on the shit that he yanked out of the white house and the, the documents and the Mar-a-Lago and the hiding and the, all. Um, if they do that and they nail him on that first, and then they decide, well, should we go ahead with everything about January 6th? And they might say, all right, we're going to go after everybody else, but we're going to not go after Trump 
because we've already gotten him for that that he did with documents after leaving the White House. We already got him on that. And because of that, he can never run for public office again, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's espionage or whatever, they're going to charge him with on that. And we're just going to go after everybody else. We're going after Mark Meadows. We're going after Eastman. We're going after Rudy Giuliani and Bannon and, and the, the rest of them. And that Jeffrey Clark, the, the would-be uh, attorney general who was going to go all in to push the fake electors idea and turn, you know, the five states that would have given Trump the election. We're going to go after them. We've already gotten Trump on the other thing. Is that a disappointment? No, I don't think it's a disappointment at all. And uh, the record that's being put out in public as we speak right now about what the January 6th, that's enough for history. No, that's, that's enough for history. If they get not, him on. The, no, that's yeah. not disappointing. There's there's no way you can paint that as really being. Dis- I mean, you can try, but no, there's the, the, the charges that are those are awful. It's it's really very a very sad day for America, but it's also kind of a great day for America because the institutions are working. I mean, that that part of it is true. If you well, are, are working, that we can't render a final judgment. Yet. Not yet. No, we have to see how the litigation goes and all that stuff. But no, when you the big one is that he was aiding and abetting and providing aid and comfort to an insurrection. That's to me, that's that's ball game. And that yeah. goes not only to the stuff that happened before, but also him sitting on his ass for 187 minutes and all of the things that happened afterwards. I mean, to me, that that's the that's the muy grande enchilada of the whole situation. Hang on, Britt. I've got to uh, I got to inject some balance into this and yeah. let you know that what I really believe is that the only reason they held that final hearing today and tried to turn the direction of the country into talking about Donald Trump, that's all they can do, is to take the emphasis off the disaster at the southern border that's uh, Joe Biden's fault when later this week they come pouring over. It's a distraction, Britt. It's it's merely a distraction. You like that one? That's yeah, great. I, I love yeah. this because the because Trump Trump had this whole border thing solved. Yes, I mean, he did. when he left Nobody office, it was over. You're, it you're was right. pristine. I mean, this thing was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, um you know, uh, justice runs slow in the United States. What can, there, there's nothing else that can be said, and um. I'm not going to jump down Merrick Garland's throat and say this should have happened faster because if he's made the judgment, however annoying it may be, you know, that's my favorite word. That's my favorite word, annoying, that it seems like he's going slow. It's because he is dotting every I and crossing every T, or as the Daily Mail might say, uh, dotting every T and crossing every I. Because they love to make mistakes like that. They got it's problems huge, with English yeah. at my favorite site, the Daily Mail. I love them. <laughs> um, I, I can wait a few more months. I, I can wait a few more months. And the fact that, that Trump announced he was running again, what, about five weeks ago? He's held no rallies. No. He's, he's done nothing. He gives interviews to no one. No, he's done. He's he's issued some trading cards, right? And he's right. He's 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 issued um, non-existent baseball cards. Um, 
It's uh, the, who issued this tweet an hour ago, Brad. It's clear the purpose of the committee is to destroy a man willing to stand up to the permanent Washington political class and their corrupt cabal. The 45th president of these United States, Donald John Trump, who issued that tweet an hour ago? I, I would guess that would be Donald J. Trump on his own thing. Unfortunately, that was Rudolph Rudy Giuliani. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you're right. Well, there, there weren't any obvious grammatical errors and there weren't any pointless capitalizations. So I should have known <laughs> that that wasn't Trump when you held that up and let me read it. <laughs> Because there, there's no such thing as a message that's sent out either in the longhand written form or typed out longhand and on a, you know, on, on some kind of uh, press release or something that he puts on social media that doesn't have the, the uh, inappropriate capitalizations and the misspelling. So you're right. I was wrong. You tricked me and I wasn't thinking. Well, yeah. it could have been it could have been about 60 different people. I mean, it could have it, yeah. to be honest, it could have been a, a rogues gallery of shit. Well, see, there. That's the thing. I should have said ABT. It was anybody but Trump. Because of, <laughs> His yeah. stupid uh, son. Um, let me be more specific. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. That stupid son is just constantly putting out a barrage of uh, Hunter Biden shit as a way to perfume this turd that uh, has been laid by the committee at the feet of him today to try to distract anything but in the, uh, the the Hunter Biden shit that's going to be happening here in a couple of weeks is going to just knock your socks off. It will I'm be, sure you think you're hearing a lot about this son of a bitch now. You ain't heard jack shit about Hunter Biden until we get to about mid-January. By the time the Super Bowl run, runs around, you will be so fucking sick. Hunter Biden should actually issue some NFT trading cards. He should probably put some shit out there because he's gonna. He's about to be way more than the most famous man in America. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see what they do with that. Um, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, if they can nail Hunter Biden, that's going to educate more kids. It's going to make America healthier. It's going to revive our economy. It's going to do all those kind of things that Joe Biden just couldn't <laughs> do. And it'll it fix just, the border crisis. It'll absolutely exactly. 100% fix the border crisis. Right. Right, 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 right. You know, uh, was it yesterday? I think yesterday was the 50th. I don't want to use the, even the word anniversary, but it's the, the, the 50th anniversary of uh, Joe Biden's uh, wife and daughter being killed in that in that car accident. You know, Joe Biden had just been elected to the Senate at age 28. He hadn't taken office yet, okay, because, you know, we're in, in December. Um, and he gets the word that his wife and, and daughter had been killed. And the reason I bring it up is because the article is about the fact that uh, then um, President Dick Nixon, President Dick Nixon, you know, because it's 1972, so he's already president, you know, for four years, Nixon called up Biden with a condolence call. Wow. And there is a recording of it. And uh, there's a little transcript of it. You know, it's not long. And it's uh, it's as close to decent as you ever get out of Richard, Richard Nixon. Of course, first of all, in today's world, a president of the opposite party, by definition, if it's a Republican like a Donald Trump, would never call a Democratic senator who had a tragic instance, right? Would never pick up the phone, never, never acknowledge it, right? You just can't 
can't do that. Not, not right. Um, but Nixon did it, and it was it was kind of classic Nixon. It was, he said mostly the right things, but then he th- had to throw in there the fact that you know you just you're you'll have to remember that that your wife was by your side when you had your greatest moment getting elected, and she'll be with you forever Jeez. Uh, as as you go through. You know, and this, uh, it was very Nixonian, and it it wasn't the worst thing. It no, it's it's, it's a and, moment and of it was, decency. By the way, a ten times, a hundred times better than you could imagine a a, a Trump ever doing in in that situation. Now, now before before Nixon, Nixon got on the phone with Biden, he did confirm that he wasn't a Jew. But with the he's not a Jew, right? I can call. Him. Okay, <laughs> right. good. <laughs> right, not a Jew. Because <laughs> Nixon had this, he had this weird. I wouldn't say it was anti-Semitic, but eh, maybe you know he had this weird thing about the Hebrews, didn't he? <laughs> weird kind of thing it was just just back and forth Uh, (laughs) you know because you know henry kissinger was jewish and exactly he didn't hate henry kissinger because he just uh, i I don't know but he didn't fully trust him either he was kind of like i love him it was it was he had like a weird thing going on right right by the way remember henry kissinger still alive still alive still alive very much alive and kicking tighter and tighter Coming up next. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. All right. That's our uh, delayed but uh, still excellent um, post-January 6th final hearing analysis with lots of other stuff because the details are there for the picking for for uh, everyone. Um, we'll be back. And by the way, a big uh, program note. You can take a vacation next week. We won't be doing it. That's correct. And you'll be uh, free to uh, roam about the uh, the cabin if you choose to. <laughs> uh, 